It's that Harlem night, ayy. Gonna turn it up, please. I'm Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with Party at the bodega. This is your man, Benz Pharrell, with Thinking Out Loud. How's everybody doing today? I hope everybody's doing real good. For real, for real. Salute. What's up? That's that Harlem thing. I got to get used to saying that. For real. All right. Uh, uh, the judge finds Trump $5,000 after threatening prison for gag order violation. Judge fines Trump $5,000 after threatening prison for a gag order violation. The judge and former President Donald Trump's civil fraud trial lashed out at him this morning for failing to remove from his campaign website a derogatory post about the judge's clerk. The post, which was spotted on Thursday by the pro Democracy News website Media's Touch news sources was a duplicate of one of posts. It was a duplicate of one posted to Trump's social media site on October 3rd and deleted soon after New York Judge Arthur Ingeron issued a limited gag order barring Trump from posting or speaking publicly, publicly about the judge's staff. The campaign replication of the deleted post has since also been removed, but Judge Ingeron appeared quite angry on Friday. He asked Trump lawyers why he shouldn't impose a serious a serious sanction, all right, including financial sanctions or possibly imprisoning his ass. Trump attorney Christopher Kyes apologized and said it was an errant oversight oversight, arguing that it was truly an inadvertent, my bad, it was truly inadvertent, inadvertent, all right, my bad, due to the presidential campaign's machinery replicating the post on its website. Kai said there haven't been any subsequent postings about the clerk or other court staff members, all right, truly inadvertent due to the presidential campaign's machinery replicating the post on its website. I shouldn't even be messing up because I'm getting, like... But anyway, Kaz said there haven't been any subsequent postings about the clerk or other court staff. Judge Ingeron didn't immediately seem swayed. Donald Trump is still responsible for the large machine, Judge Ingeron told him. Later... After a mid-morning break, Kai's addressed the removed post again. He said the post was only highlighted by the campaign to an email list list of roughly 25,810 people who work in the media. And that ultimately, a fraction of that number visited, visited the post on the campaign website. Between October 3rd and October 19th, there was a little over 114 million visitors to the campaign website. Only 3,701 viewed. They are called unique views. Views. All right. Viewed the post. That's some like um, social media technology, um, computer science talk. All right. So that would include anyone that received the email. 
Um, Kaz argued or said, well, you and I are both becoming more tech savvy. Judge Ingeron replied. Then Ingeron imposed a $5,000 fine Friday afternoon in the current overheated climate. uh, Incendiary untruths can, and in some cases already have, led physical harm and worse, Ingeron wrote in his order. All right, so it was already getting heated in the courtroom. Incendiary untruths can, and in some cases already have, led physical harm and worse. That's what the goddamn judge wrote in the order. A spokesperson for the campaign did not reply to a request for comment. Tensions have been high this week in this case, in which Trump and his and his adult sons and the Trump organizations are accused of overvaluing Trump's, Trump's properties and network and the alleged scheme to get favorable loans and insurance that benefit them at least $250 million. Sorry for the background, but you already know what time it is. The judge issued a real ruling last month finding that Trump and his company repeatedly violated state fraud law. Trump and the other defendants have all denied wrongdoing in that case. The attorneys have argued that what James' office calls fraud fraud, were subjective valuations of property and wealth. On Thursday, an attorney for the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, could be heard during the sidebar calling cars rude. He's a rude person. The day before, two of James' attorneys yelled at Kaz when he said they didn't care about a witness's right against self-incrimination. The altercation played out in front of Trump, who is not required to attend the trial, but he did so anyway on Tuesday and on Wednesday, moments before James' attorneys yelled at Kais, at um, the attorney Kais. They had asked Judge Ingeron to admonish Trump, saying he was intimidating the witness, loudly expressing frustration at the testimony, shaking his head back and forth, and throwing his hands up in the air. Judge Ingeron obliged, looking toward Trump team and saying, I ask everyone to be quiet while the witnesses is testifying. All right? This is what's going on in the courtroom with your boy Trump and goddamn Judge Ingeron. He imposed a $5,000 fine because of some posts that um, Trump's, um, there's a Trump, Trump got his own website or damn near his own little social media thing that he be like kind of tweeting like he got his own thing going on. A new website is not Twitter. It's his own website. So, and then it got like a hundred, like almost a hundred million views, I think, something like that in that nature. And then Judge and Judge Ingeron wasn't feeling that shit. He was like, "Hell nah." He like, you know, he felt the day that he came into the courtroom, you could see the judge was like annoyed and shit. He looked at irritated. So it's probably a back and forth going on in the courtroom. I thought this was an interesting article. I had to do it because this shit kind of looked funny in a, in a sense. 
Uh, I could just imagine Trump in the courtroom throwing his hand. Ah, what the fuck, man? This motherfucker don't know his job. And then he's like interjecting in a fucking statement like, hold up, though. Hold up, though. How you going to say I could just see it. I could see it. I could see the thug in the courtroom, bro. I could just see it. I'm not trying to call Donald Trump a thug. I'm just saying, you, I could I could send some type of gangster. Some type of like, man, hold up, man. Wait up, wait up, wait up, wait up. Before you even finish this goddamn statement that you're about to say to me, this is incorrect. I can, I can see him interjecting like, you misspoke, man. You're not, you know, no, this is not. I could just see the steaminess between the judge I could, I could, I could just imagine it. The judge is like, man, you're gonna have to be quiet. I'm just talking in my words. You see what I'm saying? So I'm just goddamn. Um, what's the best way to say? And uh, interpreting it, you know, in my words to you, like I can just see, I can see the climate, because they said it was uh, the the article. According to the article, it's real tense in the courtroom. And then it's like a back and forth, tick for tack. And then one of his advisors uh, took a plea deal. So that was a win-win for Fannie Willis. So the shit getting real crazy, I guess. Anyway, we're going to keep it moving. I done broke that down for you, all right? Not too good, though, because I was fumbling them words real crazy and shit. But uh, let me see what else is on. All right. A man fakes heart attacks to avoid paying restaurant bills in more than 20 different restaurants in a Spanish city called Alicante. It's in, a, it's in, a, it's in Spain. I forgot which part of Spain it is, but it's in Spain. A man, he's faking heart attacks just to avoid to pay the restaurant bill. And it's looked like it's uh, multiple restaurants located in the Spanish city reportedly had encounters with a man allegedly trying to get away without paying by using a tricky tactic. Spanish media outlets reported the ploy that the middle-aged man from Lutheranian had purportedly been using was pretending to suffer a heart attack. News sources report, reported Thursday he allegedly subjected many restaurants in Alicante to it. The city can be found on the coast of Spain, south of Valencia, and southwest of Ibiza. It is home to the castle of Santa Barbara. In total, the mills he purportedly used the tactic in an attempt to avoid paying costs over than, cost more than $800 per news sources. Mm-hmm. And Alicante, my back, national police spokesperson told news sources he was accused of deploying the fake heart attack ruse in at least 20 instances in one year, period. All right, the latest of those happened in September, the authorities says. Uh, he allegedly tried to exit the El Bien Corner restaurant, telling workers he had money he could retrieve to cover what he owed from his hotel room. Business Insider reported using local outlets. When that didn't work, he purportedly staged a heart-related medical emergency. Yup, he was being real slick. That incident, which involved a nearly $37 check for whiskey and paella, resulted in police putting him 
putting his ass under arrest, according to news sources. The local court reportedly got that case, is handling that case right now. Reports suggested that he allegedly previously eaten meals with lobster and entrecote before trying to make restaurants foot that bill. The news sources reported not paying a couple fines has led him to having spending, he spent roughly like six weeks in jail for doing that shit right there. Uh, goddamn Alicante, little city, Spanish city, and goddamn doggone Spain. He done got multiple restaurants located over there using that little um, tactic trick. That's the type of news that I'm seeing. I, I, just, I thought there was more details than that, but we're going to keep it moving because I thought it was more than that. I was like, what the fuck? Like, if you ain't got the money to eat the damn food, that exquisite entree that you're looking for, you shouldn't be at the restaurant. You should be trying to figure out how to go get, get, some, go get some more money. It works out for me. When I don't have no money, I try to figure something out. See what I'm saying? Uh, man got to go out there and work, and then I'm pretty sure you're going to get something to eat. You know what I'm saying? With all of that energy that he spent trying to stage a heart attack just to freaking foot the bill, uh, you could have spent that energy trying to make some money and stuff like that. Like, there's restaurants where uh, uh, you can fucking clean their dishes and get paid. There's a lot of restaurants looking for dishwashers. I know that for sure. That, like, you could actually get a part-time job and clean dishes. It might be hard, though. You might go through a lot of war. You might have some goddamn um, scars, too. War scars cleaning those dishes, because that's a hard job right there. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to make y'all... I'm just trying to help you think, bro. You don't have to stage a fucking heart attack and shit. Now your ass is spending six weeks in jail. You might mess around, lose your job and stuff like that. Now you really going to be poor and you ain't going to have nothing to eat because you made the decision, the sound decision, to stage a fucking heart attack because you couldn't pay for a guy some, for a doggone lobster and, and, and some goddamn butter rolls and stuff like that, bro. Now you looking real silly. Now, you know what I mean? Just, yo, if you ain't got that much money, I'm saying you could be a dishwasher. A lot of these restaurants need help getting that kitchen right. A lot of restaurants. It's a very difficult job. I ain't going to lie to you. You know what I'm saying? But I've done it. I told you I'm, I had to pass. I'm a hustler. I still do it. I, I go hard in the paint. I need the money and stuff. You see what I'm saying? That's just how it works. All right. A woman charged in a... Southside murder, Southside, far Southside, Chicago. A Chicago woman was charged after fatally, fatally shooting a man in the backyard of a Longwood Manor residence over the summer. Catherine McCann, she's 35 years old. She was arrested on, in Thursday, on Thursday in the connection to the murder of a 32-year-old man on August 6th. The shooting happened in the backyard of a home on the 12,000 block of South Ashland Avenue, the same block that Miss McCallan, Miss McCann lives on. She was charged with first-degree murder and possession of a weapon by a felon, so she's a felon. Miss McCann was scheduled to appear at a detention hearing on Saturday. Uh, 
And I, I just seen it. And she's charged of after fatally shooting a man in the backyard of a Longwood Manor residence over the summer. This happened this past summer. Her name is Catherine McCann. She's 35 years old. She was arrested on Thursday in connection to the murder of a 32-year-old man on August 6th. The shooting happened in the backyard. I guess there was some type of freaking get-together or something like that on the 12,000 block of South Ashland Avenue, the same block that Miss McCann lives on. So it was like some type of get-together. Oh, I don't know. She probably was a neighbor. She was charged with first-degree murder and a possession of a weapon by a felon. See this all the time. I see stuff like this all the time. And then I see another one. Let me see. A Chicago woman charged with stabbing a 13-year-old girl, and then she was attacking two other women, I believe. A woman has been charged with stabbing a 13-year-old girl and attacking two other people last August in the Lawndale neighborhood in Chicago's west side. Kiara Roberts, 33 years old, allegedly stabbed a 13-year-old, struck a 37-year-old woman, and shoved a 15-year-old girl on August 31st on the 3200 block of West Douglas Boulevard, according to the Chicago's police. All right, Roberts was arrested on Wednesday in Little Village. She was charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and two misdemeanor counts of battery. Roberts has a detention hearing scheduled for Thursday, saying that's that's just like another one. It was an incident. See that too many times. I even see that going on in my life. When I go out, I don't go out like that, but I just go out time to time, like once in a blue moon. Like, I don't go out like that. I go out like every other two months, maybe. Something like that, in that nature. I don't go out, like when I was younger, when I was like 20 years old, I used to go out every weekend and shit. But like, like, but I know like the little parties I go to, females be like fighting and stuff like that's what they be really doing i wonder where they get that from that's what i see physically like out here in these streets when i be going out like there's always like somebody scrapping at the bar like i usually don't see it you know when i was younger there's certain clubs a fight gonna break out but i don't even go to clubs i go to like dance parties like it's a dance party or like a, somebody uh, rent out a catering place and then a DJ come in and then they throw a party. Like, I go to parties, basically. That's what I do. I don't go to, like, clubs and stuff like that. Like, I'll probably go to a bar, bar and chill at the bar and watch, like, sports and stuff with my friends. Or I'll go to... A party, like somebody's throwing a party, I go to that party. That's what I do. You know what I'm saying? But I've been I'm older, so I don't really do that shit no more. Like I do it like every other couple of months. I'll go to a big party. Somebody throwing a party. People be dressing up, dancing. Some some parties are like real, like going to your high school prom type shit. Like some parties are like that. You have to dress up and stuff like that. And they rent out like a little spot. 
They do it in the Southwest Houston a lot. That's where I be at. Like Southwest Houston, they do that a lot. But lately, it's been like fights breaking out. I ain't never seen that. That's like my first time actually seeing fights breaking out at parties. Like, it usually be just cool. Everybody on some cool shit, and then the party ends, and people um, be selling food. Uh, like, there be people that be cooking food, and then they'll come over to the parties and sell a plate. You see what I'm saying? Because by 6 in the morning, when the party about to be done, you know, people get real hungry. You know, that's that's what I've been doing. Like, that's what I really... I still do it. I just don't party every weekend. I don't do that shit. Hell nah. You know? So, that's... that's those. Those events right there that I just read to you, those articles, those happening on, um, those happening uh, in Chicago, South Far South Side. That's the first one, the Far South Side one, Far or South Side Chicago, and the second incident with the girl shoving the two ladies and and stabbing the little thirteen year old. That happened in the West Side of Chicago. You know, you know what I'm saying, Kiara Roberts, and then. The first one, I don't really remember too much. I'm thinking about some other stuff. All right, so anyway, I don't know if I'm going to cut this apple pie right here short and sweet. Should I? Or should I do another one? Because I need to move around for real. Uh, I try to do these things quick as possible because I got to find the time to do it. And stuff like that. It's, everything is gonna be better at the same time. Cause I'm and plus I'm busy as fuck. I got I got things I gotta do. And I know I gotta turn up on the podcasting because people they want they want they want more content. Like people look for more content, you know. So I just try to give them the stories, and then I gotta be better at it by telling the stories that I see on the news and stuff like that. In, interesting stories that will get your attention because I know I'm 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 getting this stuff right. So I might cut this thing short. I'm thinking about it though. Uh I'm thinking about how many uh how much time is left on this podcast time. Cause I try to do twenty five Nice. Party at the Bodega. 